Yes, welcome, welcome to the Taz Show. Oh, wow. Thank you for downloading this episode on uh, radio.com or the radio.com app. It's very much appreciated. Or maybe you're doing that at Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you for the love, the support. It's needed. My ego needs it. My soul, my being, everything about me, anything that's good needs it. I need all the love I can get, and you people bring it. Yes, and I'm going to bring it in this episode because we're going to talk about this this big show that's going on this weekend down under, way down under, Australian Jones. That's right. The WWE Super Duper Super Snooker Snooker. Actually, that's not the name. The WWE Super Showdown. Yes, that's the name. In Melbourne, Australia. Cricket Jones at the uh, Melbourne Cricket Ground. It's going to be a massive event. Uh, They're looking at well over, I believe it's something like last I read during the week, something like over 70,000 people, I believe. So um, it's going to be insane. So it's a massive event. (laughs) WWE does it big. You know that. They don't play games. No matter what you want to say about them, they're all business Jones. They don't play games. So... I'll talk about some of the matches, talk about some things that jump out to me on this whole dealio uh, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll get into some of that and have some fun doing that. Um, it's interesting. Um, oh, wait, before I get into that, I, w- I want to just say congratulations to Charlie Caruso. Uh, Charlie Caruso, uh, for those that didn't know, she signed a contract. She signed a deal with um, ESPN, the massive sports network. Um, so she'll be working for ESPN under her real name, and she'll also continue working for WWE. So She's going to be a busy lady, uh, very talented. I've put her over uh, out here before on the Taz show. I'm a big fan of her work. Um, she looks great on camera. She sounds great on camera. She's got the right uh, spunk to her character. Her She comes off you know, highly intelligent. And, um, you know, she's she's excellent. I mean, that's a tough gig. Working, uh, holding a microphone, interviewing talent backstage at WWE, um, you know, is can really be a stinky job at times. So, um, it seems like it's an easy job, but there's a lot more to it than it looks. But uh, but anyway, so she's going to be, you know, she's got two big gigs now. So working for, you know, two massive, you know, massive companies. So uh, she's working under her real name, uh, which I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, Arnett Arnold, I think it is. Armand Arnold. Um, oh, I have it right here in my notes. A-R- Say A R N O L T. Didn't have my cheaters on. Yeah. So Charlie Arnold. That's her name. Her her last name. She looks like a Charlie Caruso though. So I see why WWE or her whoever came up with that name. Um, I'm assuming that you know WWE will not let her use her you know real name. So I'm sorry. Her uh, her uh, her character her on air. You know on uh, TV the WWE persona. So that's what I'm assuming it is. So that I could see them doing that, even though they have a very good working relationship with WWE. Hence, why she can do both, and it's not in breach of her contract. And she, and so you guys understand how this works. 
like she has to obviously this might be obvious to some of you guys to some of you guys it might not be obvious but um she has to get permission from uh wwe so her representation meaning her agent or lawyer or her has to talk to you know either vince or stephanie or, or kevin dunn or triple h whomever <laughs> excuse me her direct bosses i believe she she reports to michael cole probably because he is he is in charge of all announced talent and then that would be something probably over cole's head where he has to you know talk to either triple h or staff or vince or something um to see and then they probably have a talk with her maybe kevin dunn got involved not really sure as the executive you know uh, uh executive producer there a uh, senior executive producer the grand high exotic mystic ruler that's who kevin is so um <laughs> he's he's the big the big man there um but anyways so it, congrats to her it's a big deal uh for her something that seems like she's always wanted to do she put on the IG, or as the kids are calling, the gram. That's Instagram. Uh, Charlie or not, ESPN. What? That's what she put. Been waiting my whole life to say those four letters. So, yup, here I am, officially an ESPN employee. No, I am not leaving WWE. That's still my home, and I am so happy there. I'll be doing a few things at ESPN from time to time for now, including Sports Center updates. Wow, it's a big deal. I don't realize that. And hosting the Sports Center on snapchat jones show take out the jones part and this is a direct quote uh on the Snapchat show i'm still in disbelief wwe plus espn equal killer combo yeah that's called you're over that's what that means young lady i'm so incredibly appreciative and fortunate for both of these wonderful opportunities check me out all day today and tomorrow doing sc updates sports center so there you have it. So uh, interesting. That's that's a big deal right there. So um, wow, that's, that's cool for her. It's good for her. And I, I got to tell you, I, I love when I see any talent, especially announced talent, WWE, able to double dip and work for somebody else also. Because um, <clears throat> there was a time a while back that you really couldn't do that. So it's nice to see that. So it's cool that WWE allow, allows that. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, it's I guess they're, she, it sounds like she's doing a lot of their streaming stuff. So and she's great on cameras, you guys know. She's 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 awesome. You guys are all familiar with her as wrestling fans. So, congratulations to her. Um, now, about the WWE uh, Super Duper Show. I'm sorry, that's what I'm going to call it a lot in this podcast. I know that's not the name. I just feel like when you have the word super and the word show, you need the word duper. Super duper show down. Just sounds better. Super duper show down show something like that so um i put a poll up on the gimmick and the uh on the uh at official taz on the twitter and it said um you're gonna watch wwe super showdown and 62 percent uh, as i record this 62 percent said indeed sir indeed 38 percent said that's a no so now what a lot of people's response was on there uh as an overview is I'm definitely watching, definitely watch. I'm not going to watch live, not going to watch live. I'm going to watch it on demand. And obviously the reason is for those that are listening, you know, in the continental United States here or, you know, uh, maybe Canada or whatever, you know, you're, we're, the time zone we're in is totally different than Australia. But like, so like UK Jones, like so from the UK, I believe it starts there uh, 10 a.m. So you could do that. I'm reading Shano, right? Every guy's remember Shano at Shane O underscore. 
Um, he always puts up great gifts, guy gifts, and uh, of my old when I had old video, uh, when I had new video that was new, but now it's old. He said starts at 10 a.m. here in the UK, so I'll be watching. Any chance of a Taz show down under special? Well, Shano, son, you'll listen to it. You know that. You'll listen to it right now. Okay, I can't go out on Twitter and say what we're going to record. That can't happen. And those old school Taz show fans know why. The hacks are out. You have to be careful. They will steal content because they're not creative. They are hacks. So there you have it. So that's why sometimes, that's why, you know, you don't see me announcing guests. It's just like, boom, here's the guest. Here's a podcast with a guest. You know, there's a lot of undercutting going on, a lot of shitty shit happening. That's a first. Shitty shit. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, excuse me. So, right, like I said, so 62% say, yeah, they're going to watch the show. 38% say, new. No. Well, but it seems like a lot of folks, like I said, are going to watch it on demand. So, I'm trying to figure out the freaking time here in, in the United States. Well, I know what time it is now, but I mean, like, when this thing's going to air. So, the show is going to air locally there in Melbourne at uh, the pre-show, 6.30 p.m., and I believe, well, the the gates are opening at 4.30 p.m., and then the, the pre-show gimmick is 6.30. and do a half-hour pre-show, then the main show starts at 7 p.m. Now, that's Australian time, so I don't know what that, I don't know it, what that means. It's just whatever time it is, and I love the people in Australia. It's a big Taz show contingent down there, as you know. So they love me in Australia. This is a long thing. They sit around. Now, this is really old-school Taz show fans. They'll know this bit. They sit around a fire pit. With robes on, smoking what? Cigars. Exactly. That's what they do. We've had several people call when I had live phone lines to Taz Show from Australia. And that's a shoot, as they say in the business. So, yeah, bitches. So, um, it's a big-ass card they got. Big card. I'm not going to go over every single match. I'm not. I'm going to give you a little, uh, I'm going to give you, like, a pr- little prediction Jones here and there. A little chatterbox type thing. Because uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. I, myself, will watch it. I'm not sure I might watch it live because I'm doing my math and I'm not good at that. But I believe yeah, Australia is 10 hours ahead of I'm in Eastern Standard Time. I'm in New York, right? So I believe that uh, they are Melbourne is oh, looking now. Oh, here it is. 14 hours. So they are 14 hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time in the United States. So I'm not going to do the math on a podcast here, but that just means that I probably have to do this and watch this at, I don't know, 6 a.m., 5 a.m., something that don't matter. I, I do Taz and Moose that early every day. I, I'm show prepping. I'm always working, so I, I don't give a shit. But I'll watch the show. Um, they got some cool, intriguing matches on there, um, which, like I said, I'll, I'll jump into uh, in, in a minute or two. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Um yeah, so they're going to get a lot of people there. It's going to be packed. They're going to make a lot of money on the actual event itself, the live event itself. It's a big ass blockbuster show for sure, and it's that you know, and there's just just so thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon awesome wrestling fans for decades in the great country of Australia. I've had never had the opportunity to go down there, but I know a lot of guys I've wrestled with or shared locker rooms with that have worked down there more than once. I just never had the opportunity. But I've heard here it's absolutely gorgeous down uh, out there in Australia. So, you know, um, I'm sure the town's going to have a good time. And they got a big card, like I said, uh, going down there. Um, I mean, they're, they're building it as the biggest WWE live event 
uh, ever held in Australia. Well, like I said, if you're looking at 70,000 large, you know, you're going to get it's you know, <laughs> the gate, the money on the gate, the money on concessions, the money. Jesus, that, that, that that's they're pulling in a lot of coin. So um, now, like I said, I'll get into a few of the matches. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, sometimes I start from the bottom. Sometimes I start from the top. Um, in this case, I, I, I think that I'm, I'm probably for me. I just think here, where's the Jeopardy music when you need it? Um, <laughs> I think I might start at the top. I think I might start at the top where it's Undertaker, where Kane is in Undertaker's corner, and they added that little uh, that that little tidbit of a massive star like HPK will be in Triple H in his corner. So, um, and I believe that Bill says the last time you'll ever see Triple H and Undertaker battle. So and that's the headline. You know, uh, I personally am not a huge fan of uh, two guys that are basically retired. And I know both these men and, uh, and, and I do respect their, their body of work for sure. And, and they're, you know, they're Hall of Fame guys and all this shit. And I do. Um, and they're both going to make a lot of money on this. I mean, you know, Undertaker's going to make a lot. And Triple H, who knows what his deal is, because he's basically a major part of the corporation and the front office and and, and, and executive and all this other jazz. So uh, no idea how his money is structured. But regardless, th- there's a lot of money that individually these men will make. Um, so your headline, and they're using them as the headline because, you know, they're massive, massive, huge, gigantic names. Now, are they the biggest names on the card? Probably. I mean, and, and, and John Cena's on the card. He's a gigantic name. Um, yeah, I would. So I would say, uh, you know, between Taker, uh, Sean, uh, Cena, Triple H. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you really you'd be uh, hard pressed to get bigger names. I mean, unless you're going to pull a rock in or, or, or Steve Austin or you know what I mean? Like it's these are fucking you know <laughs> these are the big big names the wwe uh mount rushmore gimmicks and all that stuff so whatever people get into with that but anyway i i'm just not a gigantic fan of guys that are a lot older headlining but i guess they had the faith that this would sell out the house um, because it's such a big ass building and they're making it such a big big show which it is you know um i would have liked to seen um maybe you know I just spitballing here, just off the top of my head, you know, maybe instead of Kane and Triple H in their corners, respectively, maybe, maybe it's, and I know the Shields work in like Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and Seth, or maybe it's one of them, maybe it's Roman Reigns and whatever, I don't know, Undertaker's, no, he wouldn't be an Undertaker's corner, that makes no sense, but maybe he would, you know, like Samoa Joe, or I know he's battling for the WWE title, you get where I'm going with this, I just, I just think some current talent getting the rub from these, you know, cornerstone massive names like Taker and Hunter and get these other guys who are current superstars that are massive names to really get that ultra rub, as we call it in the biz. And But no harm, no foul. I mean, you know, the shield is is high up on the card, as is AJ Styles and, and Joe and all that stuff. So, um, but it, I, I'm just saying, like, I just think, I, I don't know, I would assume they're closing the show with Taker and Triple H, um, I guess that's what they're going to do. I guess that would make the most sense. Um, I don't see them closing with the WWE title with AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, even though I would like to see that as the actual main event. Um, but they're not going to do that. 
you know, who knows? Maybe they'll get some other of the current talent involved, uh, you know, besides Kane. I mean, but he's more or less, I guess, semi-retired too. So, you know, he's, he's uh, what is he? He's the mayor somewhere. So we're in Tennessee. He's a politician, which makes sense. He's always been a highly intelligent man, so I'm not surprised. All right, so where are we? Uh, I don't know. This match here, I, 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 look, it's huge, right? So how do you predict this thing here? I mean, I, I, I'm going to tell you, uh, I do think Taker wins. I think they let Taker uh, in the great country of Australia and, you know, have him get the win and have him, <coughs> excuse me, ride off into the sunset. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't think Triple H would even want to win, want the win, because he's still on WWE programming from time to time and all of his work with NXT and all that jazz. And, you know, I would not expect, I don't think you get really nothing out of it at all with Triple H winning. He's he's the book. He's part of your, he's the pencil. He's, you know what I mean? Like he, he's, uh, you know, with Vince, he's, you know, a massive, massive uh, head of state. So I, I don't, you know, I think, you you know, and, and I don't think Triple H would say I have to win. I, I, that's not going to happen. So anyway, prediction is I do think The Undertaker wins the match. Um, obviously, they'll do something somehow, some way with Kane and, and HBK. There'll be some involvement there. Um, so it's definitely intriguing, you know, to see, see you know see these two guys you know have at it. They're both still in great shape, so uh, I'm sure that they, they can go with no problem. And then they're both smart. They know how to work, even though they're a little bit older, and they know what they're doing. So it should be, uh, you know, it should be pretty uh, pretty intriguing. Um, other thing, you got the Shield, right? You know, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. They're going to go against Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and obviously Braun Strowman. So, and and the thing that you got to wonder is there a, is there a heel turn, strong turn here by the Dean uh, on his buddies? You know, that's what some people are wondering. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, I, I I think look the, the the big push is always towards Reigns and Rollins and and Ambrose, so that's where the big push is. So you got to assume they're going to win the match. <laughs> I would really think that unless Braun just destroys everyone. I, I don't know, um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, uh, it, it's the Shield's going to draw. I mean, and and it's not like in America where I, I bet you dollars to donuts, Roman Reigns gets a massive pop. He's not going to get shit on and booed like it happens in these states here in the United States. I just don't think I think he's he's probably worldwide. He's looked at as a loved superstar. That's so I just think he's going to get big pop Jones, um, you know, because in America, it's different. You know, it's different because well, obviously WWE is an American based company. So and the bulk of the live events and house shows and pay-per-views are all done in the United States. So and I've talked about this while back about Roman Reigns where and other talents where and I'm just going to stereotype wrestling fans for a minute you know uh, hardcore fans especially here so you know no disrespect to the one but just as an overview and I know I'm stereotyping so just humor me here all right you know when you get spoiled when they're pushing a guy hard and I get that but the guy is constantly on top, constantly working live all over the United States, more than more than once in the loop or twice in the loop. He's always on the loop for years now. You know, people get spoiled and they get sick of him. And they get sick of seeing him. Now you send him down under to Melbourne, Australia, to this big, you know, this big show, this super duper show. And next thing you know, fucking Roman Reigns comes out, uh, even though he's what, you know, Ambrose and, and Rollins, he's going to get a fucking big pop. It's going to happen. 
I mean, now, if they boo the shit out of him, I will be, I will do Reaction Jones and I will say, aha, I was wrong. Won't be the first time I was wrong. I promise you that. You can ask my wife. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, what else we got? We got WWE title, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. And they're going all the way with this, man. Uh, no DQ. Uh, you cannot get counted out. So there's, you know, no count outs, right? So they, they, they you know, you want to. You want to have a winner here. I think AJ's going to retain here. I just don't. I don't see them switching the title to Joe, uh, especially in Australia. I'd love to see it. I think you would do a nice little shock and awe, and this could be the spot to do it with this particular match. Um, you know, I just think it could really, uh, it could be really cool, and it would. I think it could really work. Um, they're not going to do it, so um, <laughs> they're not going to do it. Um, you know, and the other thing too is. If they did do it, which is not the end of the world, um, the spoilers would be everywhere. But I guess that's not bad. In this day and age, I and mean, we stuff's all over the internet and social media, and WWE spoils their own stuff on purpose, so they know how to utilize it. So I, yeah, that's probably overthinking it. Uh, I don't know. I'm starting to outbook myself and think, hmm, imagine. Maybe maybe they would do this. Maybe they would put it on Joe. I, I don't think they're going to. Uh, I don't think they're going to. But it would be. it would be. I, and I love AJ. Don't get me wrong. I just think it would be it would really be cool if they did that. I do. Um, uh, that'd be a, a real heavy duty shock in all moment, right? I mean, if you do that in Australia on on a super show super show down, uh, it would shock a lot of people, and I and the place would pop like bonkers, as they say, bonkers. Uh, there's a match that I'm not going to talk about yet. I want to talk about in a little bit. Was there something intriguing about this match? That I think WWE could and should do, and they might do. I'm not sure. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? I'm not going to fucking tell you right now. I'm going to tell you in a few minutes. All right, so um, that's called a hook. That's what we do in the biz. We hook people. See? <laughs> hook. Smack that woman's title. You got the challengers, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte is challenging her former best friend, Becky Lynch. Listen, these two ladies, uh, they tear it down. We know that. That goes without saying. It's well documented. So this will be a uh, bond burner, as the expression goes. So they're going to turn it up. And, I, you know, I, I think I do think that um, Becky, as the champ in Australia, you know, I don't know. I just feel she's going to be a big, big baby face. I really do. I just think she's going to get a big, big pop. I could feel it. I think it's going to happen. I also think she's going to retain her title. Um, listen, she she only won the title at Hell in a Cell, you know, weeks back. So you're not going to just, you know, pull it off her right now. At, but the thing with Charlotte Flair, at any time, it can happen. You know, where she becomes champ. So, you know, uh, so that the, you know, you're not gonna, look. They got to do. Here's the thing: you got to do something. You gotta you gotta at least pull, do something where someone loses a title or a team loses a title or something. You got to give. These people spend a lot of money. It's a gigantic show in Australia, the local promoters, all that. You got to, you know, this, is, this thing's been pushed for, for a long time, this show. This is like their version of WrestleMania in Australia. So you, I think you got to give them something here. Maybe it's the SmackDown tag titles. You know, it could be. I mean, uh, you know, uh, with the New Day and uh, and um, uh, the challenges of uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. So maybe it's there. Maybe you do that. You know, uh, two non-Americans, uh, meaning uh, Cesaro and Sheamus in Australia, become champs. Someone, I need something. I need somebody to fucking. I need a title to fucking flip here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> something. I need something here. 
Um, and you know, don't, don't give me the cruiserweight title where you flip them, where you're gonna have Buddy Murphy beat Cedric Alexander, which is, I don't know, that could happen. Uh, maybe. I mean, could be. Uh, that would be crazy. Uh, maybe weird. Um, could be. I mean, two or five guys tear it down, as we know. Uh, maybe they do something crazy with that. I mean, Cedric Alexander's the man. This guy can work his ass off. You know, as can Buddy. Uh, don't get me wrong. Maybe they do something there. Who knows? Who knows? I'm. I would. I if I'm booking like uh, just to go back to what I said earlier. I, I'm putting the title. I'm. Gonna, I'm booking myself into this where I'm taking it off AJ and I'm putting it on Joe and I'm doing it in Australia. And you got great, great B-roll footage to use on you know on on the TV shows in America, all over the world. I should say you know and and run them on Raw and SmackDown both. Just run it's a huge thing, you know. And forget about brand split at that point. You know, just just run them on both. That's a massive thing, right? And it helps their live event business too, and their international business uh, even would be even be hotter. Lord knows the amount of money they make now; it's fucking insane. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it, it could be could be something pretty cool. Now, uh, another match that's a very intriguing match to me is uh, Naomi and Asuka are going to face the you know the Iconics, the Australia Aussie team, right at, at the Super Showdown. So. Billy Kay and Miss Royce, Peyton Royce, I love them. I, they are just, they are heels of heels of heels. Now, they're going to be baby faces. <laughs> so Asuka and Naomi, uh, they know going into this thing, they, when they work out their match, they're going to be the heels. Um, you know, WWE is known for, as you guys know, and I've been victim of it, victim of it before, where you can lose and can lose in your hometown. And then it can happen with no problem. Uh, and they like to do that. I don't know. I think here, you know, you you don't. You want to have Royce and you want to have Billy Kay win this thing. I just think it's going to be a great pop. It's going to be a great moment. Um, I mean, you know, it, there's there's no there's no uh, there's, you know there's no championships on the line. Um, I, I don't. Know, I just think it'd be a great moment. I'd, I'd have a bunch of heat. I'd have Naomi or and or Oscar attack you know both girls. The, the you know the iconics right away, and just get a bunch of heat. Settle it down where Naomi and Oscar. Uh, get the heat on uh, on Billy Kay, and then eventually you make the hot tag to Peyton Royce. I think that Peyton can make the better uh, you know, hot babyface comeback and have her tear it down and do, do go into boom, boom, boom until finish and you get your winners. Um, all the uh, the Aussie, the Aussies, you know, I, I don't, know, I just think it'd be great. It'd be a great, great moment. Um, it'd be a big, big pop, and those girls could use that. And um, you know, Oscar, though, real quick. I mean, I just, you know, I feel like. <sighs> I just feel like it was like, yo, like it was like yesterday that we were watching her undefeated, destroying everyone, built like a female killer. And I mean that in a fictional wrestling, you know, terminology when I say killer, you know, it's an expression uh, that's used in the wrestling business a lot. You know, I, I, she, you know, she was just the bee's knees. I mean, she was just. And I, and I and I I feel bad. I'm talking about her past tense. That's not right. I shouldn't do that because she's still a great talent, and she still could get a big push at some point, somewhere, somehow. But she holds no championships right now. And you know, she I don't know. I I was talking. You know, she's 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 an awesome talent. You know, she's on SmackDown. I I, I was I was saying a while back, right? You know, I mean, it would be really cool to see if if somehow some way or so even if it is a paul Heyman or somebody gets with her or something um uh, you know she's so talented and people connect to her you know she had this you know record-breaking title reign of over 500 days uh that she was undefeated 
I mean, you know, so it's like it's crazy. I know it's a work. Don't get me wrong. Um, so I found right here it's 523 days on, on day. I'm sorry. I rephrase that. And on day number 523. That's right. I know I read it. I read it wrong. I apologize. Record breaking title reign on day number 523. So I apologize for that error. Um, but so like that's insane. Like, you know, so now you know what I said a while back and anybody that's new to what I do here uh, with podcasting or my show in general. Um, I felt like when Oscar came to the main roster, she should lose right away, right away. She should have lost right out of the box. Um, they did not do that. So, but that's what I thought they should have done. You know what I mean? Um, just so she gets a clean slate and she don't have that thing hanging over her and all that kind of stuff. But uh, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, they, they, they did good stuff on SmackDown when they had Oscar uh, a couple days ago, wrestle uh, Royce, I think it was right. So, so you know, they had the, they did that, and you know, uh, and setting up setting up the gimmick in uh, Australia, it's, it's going to be great. I just wish, I just wish there was more going on with Oscar. That's all I'm saying. Um, like really pushed, like push, push, and they can do it. I, maybe they just have a, on a little bit of a pause right now. You know, I, I'm being optimistic, and I hope that's the case for sure. Um, so thing I, I know I missed a couple of things. Uh, some things I'm, I don't feel like going over. To be honest with you, I just I don't. If I don't have an emotion towards them, I'm not going to talk about them. But the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Okay, so the winner's going to get a shot at the WWE Championship, right? So, look, they had to put something on this match because you've seen these guys work with each other a whole bunch of times, right? And they always have good matches, and they obviously have really good chemistry with each other. You know what I mean? They do. Miz is such such a great heel on the microphone, as you guys know. Um, he can get heat, and he can get heat against anyone. And that's that's why if you're a babyface, you want to work with him. You know what I mean? He's the guy that you want to work with. You know what I mean? Um I do think this is where DB, Daniel Bryan, um, you know, kind of gets his revenge, right? Because, you know, Miz defeated him at SummerSlam. So I do think that, um, you know, I don't know, it's just, it might be a good time to have Daniel win the thing. But, and if if I remember now, yeah, WWE, if winning gets a future shot, WWE title. So, you know, I, I, you know, does anyone believe that Daniel Bryan's going to win a WWE title? You know, uh, WWE Championship. I don't think so. I don't think so. When he does get his shot, let's say uh, my prediction's right, or a lot of people's predictions right, or whatever, that he beats Miz in Australia. I mean, so you just threw that little stip on there for what? You know, like just for a little more intrigue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people kind of, you know, I try to think not like someone from the business, and sometimes I fail at that. And sometimes when you're from the business, you could also think like a hardcore wrestling fan thinks or someone who, you know, who's been a- around a business or a fan of a business, who studied the business, who watched the business, even if you didn't wrestle. So now you add that with someone like me who's been in every facet of the business and for a lot, a lot of years, you get jaded, you get to the point where, you know, ah, I can see right through this. But that's unfair to fans that are casual fans because they see things differently than uh, someone from the business or a hardcore wrestling fan. Um, but point is, I, I I don't think you needed to put that thing on there. It's it's a good announcer point, meaning that for the announced talent, 
pull that match, they could pound your your eardrums with that and tell you that because it's a it's a nice little tidbit to to, to spit out there. So you definitely could do that. Um, what else we got? We got John Cena and Lashley. They're gonna have at it against uh, Elias and KO. And good gosh, uh, has Elias got a lot of buzz all over the place from his promo in Seattle, where he, you know, uh, buried, uh, you know, he he basically talked about you know basketball team and all that stuff, and it just end up fucking plays boot him, the boot poppers use. We talked about it on CBS Sports Radio, myself and Moose. And I got into details on there about it, but um, and I know ESPN tweeted about it. So a lot of a lot of mainstream sports, you know, uh, uh, people tweeted about it and talked about it, um, because you know he talked about mainstream sports, and it's it's smart by WWE to do that because now, um, you know, you're making a joke about the the you know the Supersonics in Seattle, and that got people pissed real pissed and uh it worked perfectly and we've seen in wrestling so much and i talked about this on taz and the moose uh on my daily show with moose where it's been done a whole bunch of times it'll be done again it's cheap heat that's what it really is it's easy to get heat in the building when you fucking take a shot at the local sports hero or the sports team when I say cheap heat, I don't mean that negatively. I mean it's just low hanging fruit. It's very easy, and and I even talked about this on the show, on the radio show, the sports show. I, I'm like, I remember a time for a long time while I was in WWE where fucking Vince did not, you could not do this unless it was on a house show, like a fucking TV. You could not do this. Any cheap heat like that, you couldn't do like sports team shit. He wanted you to be more, and the writers to be more progressively and use your brain and think more. And that's a shoot, okay, as for the TVs. House shows you didn't give a shit. So I, I talked about it on the radio about years ago. I was in Boston for WWE and uh, Nomar Garcia Parrow, who's a great shortstop for the Red Sox. And he's played everywhere, right? But anyway, at that time, he was on the Red Sox. And I fucking ripped him, caught a promo on him. I mean, in character, obviously. And, and he didn't know it was coming. I just fucking zinged him. And, and, and being a New Yorker, I act like I was a big Yankee fan, which I'm not. I'm actually a Met fan. I was crying met fan on a regular basis so um <laughs> but um and and it just it's cheap heat it was a good way for me to get heat and it worked perfect and got the baby face over and it's, i think it was bob holly i was working with got him over more where people just wanted to see him beat the shit out of me you know and, and it works perfect i did my job that's as a heel that's my job so you know elias is coming off of that and it was great and he got a lot of coverage on that and i know he's in this match with lashley and cena um, if you look at the four names involved, Cena, Lashley, Elias, Kevin Owens, who do you beat? Well, I think the odd man out might be in this thing. I think it could be Kevin Owens. Um, I, uh, a part of me wants saying Kevin Owens because I feel like you don't want to take that heat off of Elias that he has off of what happened in Seattle because it was really cool and it got some mileage. But then again, he's at a point where he's got so much heat that if he does do the job and loses, it's not going to hurt him. Bottom line is, you know, the babyface is going to win the match. So <laughs> Lashley and Cena are going to win this match. So uh, it's just a matter of who loses. I'm predicting, I think Kevin Owens is the guy who ends up losing. It doesn't, it's not the end of, end of the world here, you know, for Kevin Owens or Elias, whoever loses. Um, you know, I, I think the thing is with Cena too, it's, it's, he hasn't, you know, it's kind of, he hasn't been in the ring in a while and he's, he's shooting a movie or something like that in China or somewhere. 
Um, and uh, he's got the crazy hair going on. He's got like some hairdo. Like it's like, I don't know what's going on with his hair. I saw some stuff on social media. And uh, but I think he's doing a, a movie with Jackie Chan. So um, it should be interesting um, to see. He's, in, he's ripped. He's in great shape. You ain't got to worry about that with Cena. He's always in great shape. So, uh, but he's probably had to lean down, you know, you know, when you do movies, you got to be a lot lighter and a lot smaller. So, um, you know, I, you know, where Bobby Lashley is going to come in like a bull and I'll tell you what, Bobby Lashley, if the baby faces win and I'm right, Bobby Lashley's got to get the pin. He's got to get the pin. He, he needs as much as he can get. So I would definitely go that route and have him get the win, uh, for sure. So, um, uh yeah it should be interesting so uh all right so look this is what's gonna happen when i come back from break what i want to talk about is this ronda rousey and the bella twins uh against sarah logan ruby riot Liv morgan known as the riot squad all right well i'm intrigued here because Liv morgan's cleared now i believe to compete so and the kick hurt around the world so i i think WWE might be have an opportunity here with something so uh to do something kind of interesting or something kind of cool. And uh, and I'll get into that uh, on the other side of the break. So, Cash Show, uh, sit tight and uh, be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Jobs, we're back here on the Taz Show, and uh, the Taz Show is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, and they are introducing their all new rate shield approval. That's right, their all new rate shield approval. So, check this out if you are in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. That's a big deal. Again, if you're in the market to buy a new home, Quicken Loans are going to lock up your rate for up to 90 days while you shop, and it's a real simple process. You get started on this bad boy, and I'm going to help you out because I got a deal. Okay, you go to uh, rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. That's our Rocket Mortgage, as they call it in the biz. Uh, yes, I love the Rocket Mortgage. You guys know that. They are great, and uh, they are a great partner to have uh, with the Taz Show. Love them, so support them. They support me, so that's important. Okay, so, all right. I talked uh, before we went to break about this matchup here with, with, with the Bellas and, and Rousey, okay, uh, against uh, the Riot Squad. So, it's interesting, um, you know, a couple of things are interesting here. Uh, you know, Melbourne, Australia is the place uh, where Holly Holm defeated Ronda Rousey, okay, in UFC, okay? So, and it was a, a, a shocking, you know, super shocking upset. I talked about that <laughs> on the Taz show, and I had a different slant. And, buddy, wow, a lot of people uh, – well, I don't want to rehash that, but it really um, – it got a lot of people talking what I said about the match and what I said happened and with Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to revisit it, but it was a heavy-duty podcast. Maybe one day uh, – I don't know if that's uh, – maybe I got to talk to the producers and Brian and see 
if that's something that maybe needs to be a throwback gimmick so people could hear it again. Whew. Anyway, uh, it was well. Regardless, so uh, Rousey is going back to Melbourne here, and um, uh, she's going to team up with uh, Nikki and Bree. So you got the Riot Squad, and you know, obviously, Liv Morgan got kicked by uh, by Bree, and you know, got she got knocked out on Raw. It was a bad deal. I've talked about it more than once here. A lot of people feel. Like, Bella's dangerous. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. And I say that's a load of hogwash. Bullshit. Um, shit happens in the ring. Timing was off. Any fans that want to try and dissect what happened in the ring and and explain, well, this person leaned this way, and, well, she moved that way. and that, Please stop. Please don't. I, you're entitled to your opinion. That's totally cool. And I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I'm really, I know I, I could come off like one, but I don't mean it like that. Just don't. Just, I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to entertain that. Because I, I, you know, unless you've done this, you can't, you know, I, I, I look, I, I go on the radio and I talk about uh, NFL quarterbacks all the time. Okay. I talk about pro football players, ba- baseball players, basketball players, but I, I'll be damned. I'll be fucking damned if I'm going to get on the radio, uh, you know, nationwide radio and, and talk about the mechanics, the proper mechanics and what a quarterback's doing wrong and the mechanics of his throwing arm and what he's doing. No, I'm not qualified for that. I can't fucking do that. I can give an opinion about the quarterback, but I'm not going to sit there and break down the details of his throwing arm because I've, I've never done it nowhere near that level. I, I can't. I'm not qualified. I don't have that credibility. Okay. And I humbly say, and I'm trying to be a gentleman about it, you know, don't come at me because you're not qualified if you haven't, if you're not a real bump taker and a, a guy or a girl who's worked for a long time, not a couple of shows here and there and not getting trained by someone who maybe didn't know what they were doing or whatever. I, I could be a little bit of an asshole when it comes to that. I'm a little bit more of a, you know, old school traditionalist when it comes to wrestling and training and the mechanics of it and injuries. Listen, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, you're being PC and so many of people from your brethren, so many other wrestlers are being PC and what happened with Bella. It's bullshit. No, no, no. No one's being fucking PC. It's a fact. This shit happens. People get hurt all the time. And and I know there's, that Bella's got a, some, a little bit of a history with that, but you know, I like I said, I've worked with her long enough in WWE and no one's ever, her and her sister, no one's ever said anything about them being dangerous. So anyway, I, I don't want to get into that again. I've talked about that enough. Here's the thing. I think you could do something here with Liv Morgan. Where, because look, at these people in all, you know, in, in Australia, they, can, they know the whole thing. I mean, they know what's going on. These people, you know, intelligent people, they're smart wrestling fans. They see, they read about, it, they know what happened. They saw it on Raw. They should do a little something. I don't know what that is. Maybe she does those Daniel Bryan kicks, those round kicks to Bella or something like that and fucking do something where she kicks her in the the jaw like potatoes or something like that and make it like – I wouldn't go over the top and make it like she's hurt because then you make a kind of – it's a little hokey. I'm not saying go that far. Just bring attention to it. I don't know if WWE's going to do that or not. Part of me thinks they will, and for those that get it, get it, and those that don't, they'll move on. I don't think it'll be a long, drawn-out thing. I think you got to do something, though. I'm, I'm serious. I think you got to decide. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. So uh, this should be a good match. I think there's no shot in hell for the heels to win. <laughs> the Riot Squad's not winning the match. That's not happening. Uh, I would assume Ronda Rousey's going to get the win. She needs to get the win, and she's still on a come up. So you got to have her get the win. Um, 
Gee whiz, I don't think I talked about I did talk about your own AJ. And the Shield, I talked about the Shield. Yeah, I think I went over most of the shit here, right? I mean, I think so. Well, I'm saying right, like you can answer me. The fuck? Idiot that I am. Jerk. So anyway. <laughs> so uh so that's the deal. Look, it's gonna be a good show. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm not sure yet if I'm gonna watch it live. I might. A lot of you guys are um not gonna watch it live. Uh let me give you a quick update uh, before we wrap up on the uh the gimmick on Twitter. Wow. So, again, are you going to watch WWE Super Showdown and the options are indeed, sir, indeed, or that's a no. And 63% of you guys say indeed, sir, indeed. So 63% will watch it. 37% will not. And again, uh, as I record this now, there's still, you know, a lot of hours left for that poll to be up there. So um, and like I said, a lot of people saying that you're going to watch it. um, You're going to watch it on demand. So it should be good. It should be good. Um, it should be good. I mean, there's a lot of matches, like I said. So I went over the full thing. I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of my show, of the Taz Show. And thank you for all the downloads on the episode uh, that we just had with Ellsworth. Uh, a lot of you people loved it. So I appreciate the love and support, as always, from you guys. You know that. Uh, so you're the best. You are the best. And I appreciate it. I right, guess, look, I'm Taz. You're not. Uh, adios. I left my heart in the city Never feels the same cause we've been doing our own 